Hello, this is a podcast version of Harry Hardy's show on Lionheart Radio. Listen to the full show every week, Thursdays at 6pm on lionheartradio.com. Enjoy the podcast. Boy, certainly a big bag of northern twerps. There's that Lionheart Radio brand of fascism coming through again. <laughs> Have you ever been to Shilbottle before? Oh, yeah, I love Shilbottle. Uh, that's a rubbish question again. Oh, oh, I knew that. Oh, Lionheart Radio, I knew they were behind all this. And here we are once again. Find me and follow me through corridors, refectories, and files you must follow leave this academic factory. You'll find me in the matinee, the dark of the matinee. It's better in the matinee, the dark of the matinee. Not my words, the words of Franz Ferdinand, the band. Hello, my name is Harry Hardy. This is my show here on Lionheart Radio. Very, very, very kind of you to be here this evening. I hope you've had a good week. Uh, I've had an alright week, thanks for asking, cheers. I've got a programme for you just like any other programme I give you on this station. It's the same old stuff every week, yes it is. Let's not kid ourselves, it's exactly the same, just little bits are different here and there. I've got all the features this week that you know and love. Lawrence Cretton, Lionheart Radio's resident video game reviewer, will be here very, very shortly on the show. He'll be giving you the lowdown on all the top games and stuff that he's been playing this week. He's been playing with his Game Boy, his Nintendo DS, his Nintendo DSi, his 3DS, his 2DS, all of the games he's been playing. He's been playing lots and lots of them, and he's going to be telling you which ones you should be playing this week very shortly. Before then, though, we'll have a very important person answering a very important question. Yeah, a question that's on everyone's lips. It's about COVID-19, and it's very, very serious. It's, it's, it's the one part of the show that's not a frivolous joke. It's, uh, it's that bit right there. The VIP answering the VIQ, and you only hear it here on Lionheart Radio. Yeah, you do. We've got all sorts of fun and games as well. Lots of songs that you know and like and love and enjoy. I've got all of them in here for you. And of course, at the end of the show this week, just like any other week, I have a round of the world's worst radio quiz with a contestant. I nearly said a brand new contestant. It's another reused contestant. I need to find more people. I need to get more friends, really, to get on this show. It's another reused contestant, but hey, they're a good one, and you will enjoy this week's uh, World's Worst Radio Quiz. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. It's a long one as well. It's about 20 minutes long. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yikes. But hey, 10 questions, no tension, no fun, no prize. You know the drill now. You're a regular listener. Yeah, you are. This isn't your first time listening to this show. You've been with me for a while, and I appreciate it. I know you. You know me. I'm Harry. This is Lionheart Radio. Let's just have a fun hour of radio, yeah? It's yours. Yeah, so what? Aqua, Dr. Jones, yeah. What about it? I like the song. I make no apologies for playing it. If you didn't like it, then... Not my problem, is it? Hello, Harry Hardy here, Lionheart Radio. Hi! Thanks for tuning in this week. We've got a lot to pack in the show this week, so I'm just going to rush through everything. Do you know what time it is right now on the show? Yeah, it's time for the very important person answering the very important question. Every week on the show, we get a different celebrity, someone from the world of music, art, politics, um, TV, that sort of thing, um, a celebrity. We get them on the show and we ask them a very important question. The very important question is, 
is there a coronavirus vaccine yet? COVID-19. It's terrible. I don't know if you've heard the news recently. It's just a horrible thing. It's horrible, COVID-19. I'd be surprised if you liked it. Personally, I quite despise the thing. I think it's uh, nasty. Uh, so we get a uh, we we need a vaccine, don't we? Really, as a, as a people, as a world, we need to have a vaccine so we can continue living our lives and go to concerts and go on holidays abroad and things like that. We need a vaccine. So last week I asked Ozzy Osbourne, the famous rock star, if there is a coronavirus vaccine. There wasn't one last week. There could be one this week. Who am I going to ask? None other than Green Day lead singer, lead guitarist, frontman. Billy Joe Armstrong, my favourite band, my favourite frontman of a band, Billy Joe Armstrong. It's an honour to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Billy Joe, please answer my question. Is there a COVID-19 vaccine yet in existence? Please answer the question right now after this 20-second long drum roll. That is just too long. I'm surprised people actually put up with it. Complain about it, please. Send an email in. Tell me to stop putting this drum roll on the radio. It's, it, it annoys me. Please. Billy Joe Armstrong, is there a COVID-19 vaccine yet? Go. Armstrong from Green Day there, telling us all on Lionheart Radio this evening that he doesn't care that there isn't a COVID-19 vaccine yet. Very weird thing to say. A bit selfish, Billy Joe, if you don't mind me saying so. Come on, you've got to care. You know, there's a very serious world event happening right now. It's a pandemic is what it is, Billy Joe, and you've got to care at least a little bit. Otherwise, you know, you might end up like uh, being one of those idiots that I saw around Bamborough this weekend. Yeah, uh, me and my family went up to Bamborough. We went up to Sea Houses. We went around Annick as well, actually. And the amount of idiots, middle-aged morons walking around without masks on, not observing social distancing, getting in the way of everyone, walking on very narrow paths, not caring about bumping into each other. It's sickening, right? It's, it's stupid. Because of all of you morons out there not observing the rules, we're going to have the second spike that everyone's warning us about. It's, it's disgusting that we're not taking this seriously. And it's all down to privileged, entitled morons like yourself visiting Bamborough and sea houses and getting in the way of everyone in Annick and places like that. Yeah? You want to have a little word with yourselves, you silly, silly swines. Oh, I'm so angry. I'm so genuinely angry. Oh, with all of you, you you know who you are, yeah, you're often, you know, on the wrong side of 50, you've got predominantly white skin, you've got grey hair, you drive 4 by 4s you know exactly who you are, I want to smack your heads together, oh, oh, oh. I'm going to calm down, I'm going to calm down, we've got, a, we've got another 45 minutes or so of this programme, I'm not going to try and be too annoyed, Let's listen to Thomas Dolby. Let's cool down. This is Thomas Dolby on Lionheart Radio. Let's take a chill pill. Thomas Dolby. She blinded me with science. And given half the chance, I'll blind all of you with science as well. Oh. Oh. Hey, Lionheart Radio. Harry Hardy here. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. I actually am fine. Thanks for asking. It's all good. Hey, uh, Lawrence Cretton is here right now with his weekly video game review. He's Lionheart Radio's resident video game reviewer. He's been playing all the consoles all this week. And this 
is what he has for us right now, today. gaggle of rural dwelling farm shop frequenting tory voting range rover driving daily telegraph reading wurzel gummage impersonators i'm the excellent video game reviewer lawrence cretin and you make me feel sick seriously you really do i'm here to tell you about the video games i've been playing this week and which ones you should be playing too that's what a reviewer is and i'm a reviewer so i'm literally doing my job so just keep your stupid gob shut for a minute and listen to my important opinions. We begin with Tiddlywinks 2K21 out this week on the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 4 Slim and the PlayStation 4 Pro. Forget your football games and your golf games and your American football games and your American golf games. Tiddlywinks is the runaway sport of 2020. Whip out your squidges and tiddle some wings into the pot. But be careful because your opponents are out there to squap you. And believe me, they really want to squap you. Play the career mode and become the best Tiddlywinks athlete the world has ever seen and get sponsorship deals from huge global corporations such as Coca-Cola, Nike, Halfords, Superdrug and Pets at Home. Can you tiddle your winks or will your winks get tiddled? I don't know, I'm just saying words. I don't even know what day of the week it is. But do you think you have what it takes to be the world's international ultimate Tiddlywinks champion of the world? Then buy this game and flick some stupid plastic discs into a stupid plastic pot with a bigger stupid plastic disc. Tiddlywinks 2K21 gets four stars out of five because I've been paid a lot of money by the publishers to give it a favorable review. And there it is. Next up is the long-awaited update to the popular VR game Job Simulator, out now on the Xbox One, Xbox One S, the Xbox One X, and the rubbish Xbox One that doesn't have a disc slot on it. This new update brings a 2020-themed twist to the game. With each passing day, there are fewer and fewer jobs available to simulate within Job Simulator, as the big bosses within the game cut costs and lay off thousands of their workers. And this happens each and every time you load up your system and launch into the game. Eventually there will be only one job left at the end of the game and that will be just eat delivery driver. And your little computer character will have to drive around in a Peugeot 206 delivering tandoori meals to other little computer characters. It's fun to start off with but when you finally realise that this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life because there are no other opportunities available the game gets a little bit bleak in my opinion. And for that reason alone this update to Job Simulator gets a big fat 1 out of 5 from me. And finally, let's take a look at Bully Canis COVID Edit, out now on the Nintendo Game Boy, the Game Boy Pocket, the Game Boy Color, the Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy Advance SP, and the Game Boy Micro. Canvas COVID Edit is much like the original Bully game, but with a couple of major changes here and there. At the beginning of the game, your schoolboy character Jimmy Hopkins must spend the beginning of term at home, revising at home on BBC Bite Size for a week or so, and then spending the rest of his time off school egging houses and stealing push bikes and then in the second part he returns back to Bullworth Academy but he must keep two meters away from all of his fellow pupils and he must take care not to cough on any of his teachers 
And then in the final act, Jimmy learns that he's accidentally infected the dinner lady with coronavirus. And then she subsequently infects everyone else in the school with a batch of contaminated chili con carne. And not only that, but Jimmy gets his GCSE results at the end of the game and they've all been unfairly calculated by an algorithm. And that means he's not allowed in sixth form. So he spends the rest of his life doing nothing and becomes one of those old blokes you see stumbling out of the bookies and shouting at women at bus stops. Canis Covid Edit gets zero out of five from me. It's the bleakest game I've played this week and that's really saying something. And that's that for yet another video game review. I'm going to nip down to the high street now and repeatedly push the button on traffic lights until someone gets so fed up with me they punch me in the face. I just want to feel something. Someone out there, please, just punch me in my face. I beg you, please, seriously. But seriously, no. Please, seriously, bye. Bye-bye, punch me, bye. on Lionheart Radio. A lovely little track that when it's not being used to advertise French cars, it's being used to advertise breakfast cereals. What a track, what a versatile little song that is. Harry Hardy, Lionheart Radio, hello, hey. I just want to take this brief little part of the show right now to explain to you that the opinions expressed during this program are not necessarily those of Lionheart Radios, but they are mine, okay? Just want to put a bit of distance between me and Lionheart Radio. Even though I'm on Lionheart Radio, the things I say are not necessarily the opinions of the people associated with Lionheart Radio. Okay, does that make sense? Good. Keep that in mind for the rest of the program, please. It is now time for my weekly uh, little showcase. I tell you every week how to achieve a brand new practical joke from the safety and comfort of your own home. This segment is called Easy to do practical jokes from the comfort of your own home. And this is this week's one, right now. Number three, the nasty letter in the newspaper prank. Do you have a friend who needs bringing down a peg or two? Someone with an overinflated ego who could do with a big showing up in front of everyone they know and love? Well, this might just be the prank for you. By simply writing a letter to a newspaper in the guise of your victim, you can bring shame on him and his family for generations to come. This is a prank that is shockingly easy to do and has very long-lasting effects. For this prank, you will need 1. The postal address of a newspaper 2. Something to write a letter with, such as a pen and paper 3. An envelope and 4. A stamp, either first or second class, either is fine. Step 1. You will need to scope out the best newspaper to send your letter into. Ideally, you need to find one which will have a large readership amongst your target's circle of friends, so perhaps it's wise to aim for a local paper. Try and find one that will print any old stupid rubbish without thinking of double-checking it, one that only cares about filling its pages with anything, as long as it's words, and doesn't really mind if it's publishing something that's of poor quality. The Northumberland Gazette is a perfect paper to write to. They'll print literally anything that comes through their door, and they'll be very happy to stick your letter in their paper, somewhere in between the five articles they print on average each week pertaining to the Duke and Duchess of Northumberland and how amazing and brilliant they are. Plus, everyone's Brexit voting grandma gets a copy of the Northumberland Gazette each week, and you can't help but flick through it whenever you go around to visit and she starts going on about foreigners. So, whatever you want to send into their letters page is bound to get read by some poor stinker with nothing else better to do. Step two, you need to write your letter. And just to be clear, it must be a letter, not an email. Emails can be deleted and ignored, whereas it's harder to ignore a real tangible letter. 
Obviously, in order to cause the most embarrassment to your target, you will need to write the letter in their name. Write the most ill-informed, ridiculous, objectionable trash that you can think of, and then sign off with their name at the bottom. Stuck for ideas on what to write? Well, here are a few suggestions to get you off the starting blocks. Maybe something along the lines of, dog owners should be forced to eat their pets to prevent food waste, or I'm 33 and I still get breastfed and it's something that should be normalised. Don't go too weird though, otherwise your letter will end up in the shredder. If you are writing to the Northumberland Gazette and worried that your letter won't get printed, then make sure to mention the Duke and Duchess a couple of times here and there. That will ensure that your letter will be included in the next edition of their paper. Step 3. Bung your letter into the nearest post box and wait until the paper hits the newsagent's shelves. This is the problem with dead tree media. It's very slow, especially local dead tree media. The Gazette is published once a week, but despite this, there are more pros to abusing this form of media than there are cons. Although writing a message with spray paint on a bus shelter works instantly, your message won't be circulated around a large area like a newspaper would, and that's what makes this prank even better. After you've done waiting, you get to bask in the aftermath and watch your victim get thoroughly humiliated by everyone he knows. Even if it's just his Brexit voting grandma who notices it in the Gazette, the news will spread and then everyone will know exactly what he thinks about dog owners and adults who are breastfed. All of his friends will buy copies of the Gazette just to see what the fuss is about and this will drive up their profits and then local journalism will be saved as a result. You're welcome JPI Media Limited, you're welcome. And that's the prank. Happy pranking, prank fans. Bye. And I just want to further stress what I said earlier. My opinions, not those of Lionheart Radio. Once again, the game that everyone is talking about but no one wants to play. It's the world's worst radio quiz. Forget the cash register on Metro Radio. Forget Popmaster on Radio 2. This right here is what it's all about. Ten questions, no tension, no prize, and no fun at all. Not for me, not for the contestant, and certainly not for you listening at home. No siree. And that's what makes this the world's worst radio quiz. Exclusive to Thursday evenings here on Lionheart Radio. And goodness me, we have a contestant, don't we? Yes, we do. He's waiting patiently on the other end of this line right now. Contestant, hello. Please introduce yourself right now. Hello, Ken. I'm ready to play Popmaster. I'm all good to go. Oh, oh, you've you've phoned up the wrong radio station, you pillock. This is Harry on Lionheart. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, gutting. Oh. Hang on a second. That's the voice voice of Tom McManus, uh, record-holding number of appearances on the World's Worst worst Radio Quiz. It it is indeed. I thought I was phoning BBC Radio 7 or whatever it is. No such station anymore. Get through to... Get through to Mr. Bruce. That, that became Radio 4 Extra, and Ken Bruce doesn't have a Did show it? on that. Was is there it? actually a BBC Radio 7? BBC 7 is what it was called. It was never Radio 7. It was called BBC 7, and now it's Radio 4 oh, Extra. Well, that, that was just that was just me being a bit silly and having a bit of goof. It's all right. It's good, wasn't what it, when you're silly? What I've done is I've learned something. Hey, I'm all about uh, educating my uh, guests on this show. If, if, it well, do, if you don't believe me, you can look it up on Wikipedia. It's all true. I'll, I'll do that. You don't have to. It's really quite tedious. Tom, welcome back. You're not an emergency uh, uh, contestant this time round. Not actually, this time, no. You're actually no. properly and arranged. Therefore, I shall, I shall refrain from calling you uh, 
a member of the far right <laughs> as I did on the last. <laughs> you did, yeah. Well, you I say, did. You say you'll refrain well, from did it any now. Of it, did any of it make it through? Yeah, it did actually. And the clip where you said Lionheart Radio uh, has has its own brand of fascism, that little clip made it into the introduction of this week's episode as well. So, uh, oh, wow. so uh, yeah. So uh, not only did it get put on the radio <laughs> once, I've decided to air it twice. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I'm glad I could be. The, I, I'm going to be the new James O'Brien. <laughs> I think just, you will. Just calling out fascism yeah. wherever I see it. You're a Nazi, is what you'll say to uh, people. Yeah. On the radio. That's what he does. It's what he does. But and, hey, uh, we love him for it. He's on the right side of everything, isn't he? Really, though, when you think about no, it. You know, he's he's not on the wrong side, is he? Well, and and no one's perfect either, are they, Tom? Everyone's got flaws. Everyone's got flaws, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially fascists. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you, you know, I, you... Promi- I promised I wasn't going to do it. Like I, <laughs> I said to myself that I wasn't going to just <laughs> go, you... go off on a tirade of of calling everyone a fascist uh, like you know I what? did last time. You haven't time. even been asked a question yet. Hurdle. You've went straight no. in, not even question one. You're straight to everyone. fascism. Yeah, oh, you silly sausage. But, you um, know, like you say, you're not going to call me a fascist, Tom. Uh, you sort of already have I haven't done, done that. Yeah, but, you know, time. Uh-huh. there is still time. It's the beginning of the quiz. I haven't asked you anything yet. Let's just see how we get on, yeah? Yes, There's always let's time. do it. There's always time to, slandering, to, to slander me. There's always time for that. <laughs> Tom, I need to read this out to you. I've read it to you about four or five times now. You need to hear it again. You ready, I do. Are you ready to hear it? Yes. Okay, here it is. There is no prize at all for taking part in the World's Worst Radio Quiz. No one who takes part can actually win. Everyone who takes part in the quiz is a personal friend of mine who was chosen by me. Therefore, listeners cannot apply to take part in the World's Worst Radio Quiz. This is all a fabricated construct in this entire feature. If not, this entire program is a joke. Tom, do you understand everything? I do. It sounds a bit different from the last few times I've heard it. Have you added a bit to it? No, I've just. I think I read it a bit slower than I normally would. I, t- I tend to speed through it, but I thought I'd, uh, you know, sort of um, deliberate and sort of drag it out a bit to fill a bit of time uh, this week. I get you. So this time I was really able to listen to it. Yeah. Are you? Are you so are you yeah. telling me that the previous five times you've done this quiz, you did it under false pretenses, I'm, like you didn't I'm actually hear I'm saying that the previous five times I've done this quiz. It's been really fast, and right. sometimes I've missed a few tidbits clearly because I didn't quite hear that. But you know, you've you've got a lot to do when you're pushing your agenda on the radio, don't you? <laughs> you do you do? Have you caught all my tidbits this week? Then I I caught every single tidbit, Good. every single one. Good. Keep a hold of them, Tom. Let's begin. I've, Let's just. I've got them. Oh, I can feel. Let's just plough straight. Oh, stop it. Stop squeezing them. Stop, oh. s- stop squeezing my tidbits on the radio. Please stop it. It hurts. <laughs> stop it, Tom. Oh, you are awful. I'm going to hit you from 100 or so miles away. Tom, let's begin. Question one. Ooh. It's a good reaction. It's been your best reaction uh, so far. I quite like so that. Far, so far, I would say so. I like that week, Tom, where you didn't even respond when I asked you to uh, react to some music, and you just is that is that was that fascism week? No, that I was just I th- refused. I think that was the week before fascism week. <laughs> that was a good radio moment. Um, question fascist one, Tom. Week. <laughs> fascist yes. week. Fascist week. Fascist week here on Lionheart like Radio. Week. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop that. Question one. <laughs> Question one. How many standard-sized four-pint bottles of normal, regular British cow milk would it take to fill up your parents' bedroom with milk? Oh. it's a good question, How many standard-sized bottles of milk? So I'm going off in pints. Standard-sized four-pint bottles of normal, regular yes. British cow milk. Right. 
Yes. So So we've established what the question is. What's your answer? I've, uh, we've established and I'm thinking of an answer. Good. And I'm, I'm gonna say Ooh. I'm gonna say one thousand and four. One thousand and four. Well, Tom, we can't verify this, unfortunately, because it would destroy your parents' bedroom if I was to it fill it with milk. Oh. You got to think of these things. Come on, Tom. Think of a logistical. You know, obviously, I can't do that. Can I? Logistical. No, speaking. that it'd be it'd be irresponsible. And that, you know, of course, you're in uh, fails with Greater Manchester. I can't actually visit you at the minute, Tom. Due to no, current because we're in we're in a, a lockdown. You are. We are. Do you feel fairly locked down? I feel unfairly locked down. I mean, you, you did tell me before we started recording that you went to Bella Italia uh, this evening. It doesn't sound like you're very locked down. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we're allowed to do where we are. It's like, like, let's let's steady on with the, uh, steady on with the. No, because I'll just say something else related <laughs> to fascism. So move on. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Question two, Tom. How many theme parks are there in the world that are called Disneyland? Uh, I'm going to say four. Four? <coughs> but it might be three. Three or four, you think? Tom, you didn't hear me correctly. I said Disneyland, not Di oh! Disneyland. There's none called Disneyland. There are none called Disneyland. I deliberately mispronounced it. Des O'Connor keeps tying up the leases. <laughs> and Des Lynham. They've got a sort of a joint sort of... Thing. The Dezes have combined together. Uh, that, that, you could call them Despots, really, couldn't you? Despots. That's, you that's could like do. Sort of, that's sort of fascist Tom. I'm just trying Des, to keep in there. Des O'Connor has... Well, it's, it's quite good because Des O'Connor lends some of his hairline to Des Lynham. That's nice of him. I think Des Lynham you know, is somewhat I remember. Each of them gets something out of it. That's good. But I think Des Lynham, he's still got a thick head of hair, isn't he? Well, at least Does last he? time I saw him. He's a bit UKIPy, though, isn't some, he? I'm, I might be thinking of someone else then. Des Lynham's got a thick tash as well. I thought he did, yes. I don't Maybe even know we're thinking that. of the right people. Maybe. I don't even know if Des Lynham's still alive. Is Des Lynham the football guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got a receding hairline. Uh, you could be right, Tom. Hey, question right. three. What's the best colour of paint? <laughs> Just stop that conversation in its tracks right there. <laughs> Are you okay? This lion's got a receding hairline. You could be right. You What's could... the best colour of paint? <laughs> this is going to be on the radio, you know. You this is going to be on the radio. Oh, dear. What's the best oh. colour of paint, Tom? With the best colour of paint? Yep. Magenta. Magenta. It's actually um, <coughs> duck egg blue. Is that what you call it? Eggshell, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer for the question. Question. There is an eggshell. There is an eggshell blue, isn't, isn't there? there? It's something yeah, like that. I feel like there is, but like... there's no eggs that are blue. Well, not even duck eggs, I don't think, are blue, are they? Duck eggs have, like, little blue specks in them, but it's not blue. They're predominantly white, aren't they, the shell of Predom a duck egg? Predominantly white, yes. Mm. Question four, Tom. You, didn't get, you don't get any points for that, by the way, because... Uh, no, of course I don't get know. any points. Why would you? They're ridiculous <laughs> Question to four. assume that I would get points from that. I'm glad you realised. I'm glad you're learning, Tom. You've got to have yeah, low expectations. Horrifically, I may be coming round to your way of thinking. Good, good. <laughs> Question four then, Tom. Let's see if you're coming round to my way of thinking here. Question four. Can you please tell me in detail who exactly Robson Eric is? 
Oh, no. <laughs> no, you Pass. can't. Pass. Pass. All right, no points. Question, no points. Question five. How many times do you think you'd be able to be poisoned before dying? <laughs> <laughs> um... Me specifically, or just the average human being? I'll read the question again, Tom. How many times do you think you'd be able to be poisoned before dying? Oh, I've never been poisoned before, but I'm going to say seven. <laughs> that's, quite a, that's quite a boast, I think, Tom. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a boastful kind of guy. Well, we'll have to uh, verify this one day in the future, Tom. I will poison you seven I, times. I look forward to it. So do I. So do I. <laughs> question six. Uh, no points, by the way. Six. When was the last time you Hang used... on, how can, how, can, how can I get no points for that? Well, how, how do I know if you can be poisoned seven times? We can't even... But you're the one that asked me. <sighs> no... I'm taking a stand here. Right. And how do you no, think this is no going to work longer, out for you? No longer will my comrade, comrade brothers and sisters be subjected to this reign of tyranny. Okay, you're taking a stand. I should get one point. How do you think this is going to conclude, Tom? How do you think this is going to work out for you, you taking this stand? You know the fascist I am. <laughs> When it comes to asking questions, I'm going. I'm going to say not well. Mm -hmm. If I know my history, not well. And for that reason, Tom, zero points. Question six: <laughs> When was the last time you used an aerosol can? Today. Today. What was it in the aerosol can? This it isn't was, part of the it, question. It was, it was a deodorant can. Oh, oh, mm. antiperspirant. Uh, links. Uh, you a 15-year-old boy, Tom? Not the last time I checked. Mm. Zero points uh, for just for Fair using enough. links. Just for using links. Use an adult deodorant. Well, it's the gold one. Oh, that's good then. Do you remember when yeah. they did a chocolate-scented one? That was foul. I do. Uh, that was all I Very got. Very smelly. That was all I got from distant aunts and uncles for Christmas that year. For you know, you years. get the you know you get the links sort of gift sets. Yeah, you get links Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lynx, uh, what's the other one? I don't know. It's been years since i used Lynx. My dad still uses it. Hello, studs, if you Is your dad a 15-year-old boy? He is, yeah, and that's really, it's that's, really that's odd. That's weird. Yeah, and when he adopted me, um, my dad, he, was, he wasn't <laughs> even born because I'm 27. That's incredible. So it's, it's a very weird age. You are yeah. 27, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. Yeah, you I'm 27. You really are 27. Yeah, I really am. And look at how my life's panned out. Look what I'm incredible. doing right now. Look at what incredible I'm doing. Incredible stuff. Ah, depressing. Seven. Question seven. Prit stick, PVA, and Gorilla Super Glue are all types of glue. With this in mind, Tom, have you ever been to Derby before? No. You haven't been to Derby? No. I find that shocking. There's literally nothing there of any worth in Derby. Well, I'm glad I've not been then. Mm. If anything, uh, you should get a point for that, but... Uh, if anything, I should. Zero points anyway. I think, anyway. I think we both know... <laughs> Big fat zero points, Tom. Sorry. Fair enough. You sound very sleepy all of a sudden. Are you lying in bed? I'm I'm sort of like sprawled out in a sort of Ooh. like elegant pose. Oh, that's again very boastful. You're very uh, you I think very highly you know, of yourself. Like I said, boastful kind of guy. Very nice. Let's see how uh, how boastful you are after this one. Let's just see how uh, egotistical Tom McManus is after question eight. Can you please tell me in detail who exactly Stripey Robson is? No. <laughs> pass. Pass, fine. Zero points. Hard. Hard, hard pass. pass. Wow, this is very, very telling, isn't it, listener? <laughs> Question nine. Give me three facts about sweet corn now. It, it's yellow. Wrong. 
Two more bags. It, it, it comes on a cob. Wrong. Comes in a tin. Everyone knows that. Um, it's harvested by a green giant. Wrong. It's actually <laughs> it's actually harvested by a blue small person, aka a Smurf. So there you go, Tom. Ah, I did not know that. Mm-mm. Well, who does Smurf ber- berries then? Is that the green giant? That's the green giant who does the Smurf ah, fair berries. Enough. <laughs> it's very confusing. It is. But uh, you know, I try to I try to make things clearer for people when it comes to uh, both sweet corn and fictional uh, harvests. Fair enough. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm literally just saying words. <laughs> question 10. Final question, Tom McManus on the radio this evening. What do you Ooh. think cheeky television personality Graham Norton is up to right now? <laughs> I wouldn't like to say. Please do. <laughs> I really wouldn't like to say. I'm literally asking you, please. Don't give me this power. <laughs> you can say anything you want. <laughs> to say anything I want. You can say anything I want, you want. And anything that's really libelous, I have the power to edit it out. To protect us both. Um, He's sitting on his couch talking to a cardboard cutout of Des O'Connor. That's a nice nice thought. I'll tell you what he is doing now. I'll tell you what he actually is doing right now. He's currently on the X18 bus right now, somewhere near Belford in Northumberland, north of Annick. You know it very well, Tom. He's got his checkbook in his hand and he's signing blank checks out and he's leaving them on empty seats for future passengers to find. Isn't that kind of him? That's really nice of him. He's a very wealthy man, so he thought... Well well done, Graham Norton. Applause. Applause for Graham Norton there. And and And, shame on Des O'Connor. And shame on Tom McManus for scoring zero points there. Goodness Uh, me. I think we knew the way this was going. Mm, But you know the score here, uh, Tom. You know that uh, you can gamble your zero for something. Ooh, Mm. I am a gambling man. You are a gambling man. Remember very when you vain. Were, remember when you very vain. <laughs> do you want to know what you could be winning this evening, Tom McManus, Ooh, on the radio today? Do tell me. Well, Tom, you could be dining out tonight on a fresh, brand new, completely sealed, perhaps slightly past its sell-by date packet of Bachelor's Super Noodles, courtesy of our friends at Premier Foods PLC. Tom, oh, does that sound pretty, nice? Very nice. Very, very nice. Any flavour you want, nice. Tom? Ooh! Even flavours that they don't make, they will make Ooh. especially for you. So what do you think you'd yes, want in a, in a packet of super in, noodles? In a, in a super noodles, uh-huh. I think the, the only acceptable flavour of super noodles would be, can I have pasta, please? You want pasta? <laughs> plain yeah, pasta, pasta super noodles? Su- plain pasta flavoured super noodles. Well, that says a lot about you, Tom. says a lot about you. You can have them. But aren't all super noodles plain anyway until you add the powdered sachet? That's 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 for the super noodles people to decide, Harold. Hmm. Here's your gamble question then, Tom. Are you ready for the gamble question? Go on. Hit me with it. I'm going to hit you. taste these pasta-flavoured super noodles already. Mm, let's find out if you've won the pasta-flavoured super noodles. What do the letters in the acronym HSB... C stand for HSBC. What does it stand for, Tom? HSBC. Oh, yeah, you could say H or you could say H. H. Same H letter. H or H. H. It could be H or H. But what does it stand for? HSBC. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with mm-hmm. Harry's Ooh. scurvy Ooh. bachelor. Commode. Harry's scurvy bachelor commode. That's a little, funny. 
little bit of toilet humour for the listeners. <laughs> There's a little bit of toilet humour there. Well. That, made, that made you laugh, a fart noise. It did. You do one, go on. Because toilet humour is, is not just for the listener, <laughs> it's for the guest of the host as well. Go on, you do it, go on. Fantastic. Oh. Well, Tom, as much as I like your answer, you're, you're yeah. um, wrong, unfortunately, believe it or not. It actually stands oh. for Hollyoaks, Salford, Bubble Bats, and the Chuckle Brothers, Tom. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chuckle Brothers, I have no of course. Response to that. Chuckle Brothers is, is, of course, one word. One, one word, yeah. no hyphen. So uh, you sound disappointed. You should be disappointed, Tom. I'm, I'm devastated. You sound very It just very keeps upset. happening. I don't know how much longer I can go on like this. <laughs> Oh God! Um, please stay with me, Tom. Um, yes. You can't end it. You can't end like this. Is the end of the program? No. Well, normally I get to pick a song, don't I? Uh, I've already picked the song this week, but I can get you to introduce the song. In fact, oh. actually, I can't because it's got an explicit title, and I'd rather you didn't say <laughs> the name of the song. <laughs> Why did you pick that song? Because it doesn't have any swearing in the song. It's just got swearing in the title. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? When this is over, you're just going to go, here's a song. I usually tell them, if you ever listen to the show, it sort of just ends with the the contestant saying goodbye. Don't don't assume I listen to to this show. I just do it. I live this show. Tom, thank you very much for your time this evening. Have a good evening. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tune in to Harry's show every Thursday at 6pm on lionheartradio.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.